0: it's jacks what up dollars let's go Martin Luther had a dream But Freddy Krueger had a Ruger Ex-Malcolm hopped the picture So now we back to the future Now we back to these losers Embracing death like they used to Poking up they just But listen son Now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter um, Is it your man Or was it a fan Or was it a stand huh? Pop would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus, Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop, the homie Biggie has got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no. I wish that they could. Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would. So, out a long frown, a man harmed from a four pound. His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound. His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found. Another dead, another gone now. Damn.
1: Another man
0: done gone from the county. Uh From another man done gone. George Elliot said that it's best to be what you wanna be, fucking do what you wanna do. So I do what I wanna do. Bet you did. The flaws, bitch. I did what I wanted. Bet you did it and lost. Bitch, I did it and won it. Shit, I'm never coming back. Listen, I just wanna rap. Gee, I told y'all of that. on about a dozen tracks. I don't give a fuck. I just, I just, I just wanna rap. Spitting fire on this track like a fucking Thundercat. Plus, this mic is bleeding, roll, Ho, this shit is a no-no. Rolling in that low-low. Plus, I'm from that wall Need a folk, folk. Smoking on my logo. Ready for the wall, wo- And we so, so, silly with the flow. Somebody gonna go woe Heard the lanes i swear they so so too much love for the franchise to go broke you said like i had the rap game in the show car no I, I got the whole world on the road don't gotta think of damn dog you crazy is he the next jay my crystal ball is hazy but i don't know maybe
2: welcome back to the chat podcast it's your host chris here um so um i am not gonna make the joke that i've been making all year about how long each of these months in 2020 the decade of 2020 is just because um Every time I do that, it gets progressively worse. So I am going to treat the rest of this, um, whatever this is, uh, I'm just going to pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> and I'm just going to say we're here and, and I'm just not going to, I just feel like if I don't address 2020, maybe somehow it'll just go away like coronavirus, according to Donald Trump, you know, uh-huh. possibly.
0: Sure.
2: Um, I don't know that at this point, what do we, as Donald Trump says, what do we have to lose? by pretending that 2020 does not exist and it's a figment of all of our imaginations cuz it just gets progressively worse. Um Okay.
1: Okay, Chris. Yes. You you declared that you were ending the insanity check and the world challenged you.
2: I it really I did. It, also
1: it, not use the words. What do we have to lose? I, I think that
2: I, you know what? You're, right, you're right, you're right. Let me let me, well. let me let me not <laughs> present that as a challenge to 2020 cuz it's going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more we can take from you. So, Uh, There
1: have not been any, like, you know, we haven't had a Pompeii situation. I'd like you not to cause one. I live in California. It's on fire. It's
2: on fire. Well, technically we did because all of Australia was on fire, actually. We tend to forget that, right? We tend to forget that. (laughs) (laughs) We tend to forget an entire continent was actually on fire.
1: Um, Man, I haven't forgotten it. But, like, Australia was on fire and then Brazil caught on fire. And now California's on fire. But, see, there's no molten magma, lava, you know, shit like that. I need you not. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know what (laughs) the power (laughs) of your words (laughs) are, but I need you to not.
2: st helen yeah. sitting over there going like hmm it's my time live. again
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh jesus christ actually i do feel like there was a volcano that erupted this year i thought thing didn't something happen in hawaii i thought there was a, something in hawaii <laughs> you know that's how that's how terrible that i you know what I mean, anyway um so so, <laughs> and mount st helen threatened <laughs> so I, th- so I, th- I thought i, thought, so. I yes. thought i thought there was something <laughs> like I, oh my jesus christ so um So what I'm doing this year, uh, this, whatever this is, um, I was supposed to be bringing a different guest on every month. Um, but, uh, September was just so draining. I had actually got to the point where I was actually going to do a solo show. Uh, because I was so like, just fed up. I didn't want anybody else who, Quite possibly, want to have some kind of career <laughs> to come onto this show and be, you know, subjected to anything I said on that show because it was going to be all bad. Like it was, um, it was really going to be bad. I think the name of the episode was going to be "Fuck the Police," and it still might be. I don't. Don't get me wrong; it might not be. It might still be. Um, but um, that and that was like weeks ago. That was before the Breonna Taylor, uh, verdict. Like that's how bad this has been for me. I've been spiraling out of control. Um. But as you can hear, I'm not alone today. I have Roe here, because if I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory, I could think of nobody else who would go down with me, who would encourage me to do this, than Roe. Um, and uh, Roe had the brilliant idea last week when we were we were reviewing something, and she suggested she had just watched um, All In, The Fight for Democracy, which is now on um, Amazon Prime, and I do suppress everybody to go watch it we said, we should do an insanity check surrounding that because it's so relevant. And it's just, she also just knows how to push my buttons and how things are going to just make me, not calm me down, but make me more riled up. And after a week of just horribleness, and then we had the death of of, uh, Justice uh, Ginsburg, you could only just imagine that. A documentary on voter suppression in America and the history behind it wasn't going to make anything better for me. So, uh, that's how we are here today. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. It's going to be that kind of episode, folks. We're just going to, I might even really, I, I might not even really address some of the things that everybody's talking about now at this, at this point, because it just, at this point, it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the bigger things. You know, we're you know, uh you know uh, Ruth Ruth Ginsburg is not even in the ground yet and Donald Trump has already nominated a uh a younger female version of Anton Scalia.
0: What's the worst? Okay, thing? don't
1: give don't don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. She's not that smart. And I say that as an alumni from her university. Don't do that, don't give her that kind of credit. She's a zealot, yeah. don't do yeah.
2: that. That that doesn't make it better to me though. That actually might make it worse it is worse it is worse i'm <laughs> so, sorry so that's what i'm saying it's like it's not like i was giving i was trying to give the most gentle reading of the situation and you have now just made it even worse
1: all right i can't let you lie <laughs> i can't let you lie
2: Everything is on fire not just california um and um yeah it's it's one of those things, so the things, we, we got to this, and we're going to get into All In in a minute and talking about that, but I think that one of the things, not to mention that Roe just plots on me all the time, but one of the things that got us to this point as well is we literally talk, we, we, we were doing a review the night that Ginsburg died. Like Literally, I, we were about to do a review, and five minutes before, I think it was a Friday, and this is what mm-hmm. happened. We were going to do the boys and something else and
1: MLK FBI
2: oh my god you're right we were going to hear ML- I think we had to delay MLK SBI because we were like there's no way I can talk about this right now after having just heard about uh um Ginsburg dying um I just want to also say that this is like the second time in a fr- on a Friday that I've gotten news of somebody very very important has died because the first yeah. one was Chadwick Boseman and that just like this these Friday night for lack of a better word, massacres that are happening right now are just just it's mm, just swearing on me. Swearing me down. It's wearing me down. Um but literally we were coming on the to, to review and I we literally could not review. Uh we were like, yeah, we we cannot talk about FB, uh MLK FBI. The documentary. I think
1: it's the first time we ever noped out. Yeah, on something like that. Yeah. While on like while recording, we noped out.
2: Yeah. We were just like, yeah, no, no, We're not we're not talking about this because we don't I we, I I literally at, at that time could not talk about it because, you know, and, and this is something with that, it's something we, we talk about, we've been talking about a lot, is the the through line from that documentary, and it's on um the movie trailer Reese podcast. So go go listen to us talk about it. Um actually, no, I'm sorry, that's that's on the premium feed. <laughs> um, but you can still you I think it's coming shortly. I can't remember who bought it, but it will be coming out shortly. I'll be distributed IFC. Shortly. Um, IFC. Um, But it's something that the through line from what they did to MLK to what you see today, it's so pronounced. And it's its something that was bothering me. And it wasn't until I watched All In that I really put my finger on, on what it was. And, and we'll get to that in a minute. And it's just, it's its wearing me down, man. It's it just, this is wearing me down. Because before then... What it was is that no neck having want to be tough guy fucking share uh, share from L.A. County who was over demanding that that LeBron James donate to those two uh, officers who were shot by that unknown assailant over in L.A. and And watching the grandstanding of this no neck having piece of shit. Uh, share of demanding that Black Lives Matter take, take responsibility for his, his, his cops being being shot and things like that. In the back of my mind, I all could think of this like, is this the same LA police department that shovels out how much money a year in lawsuits because of police brutality? And how many people have you all killed? Because again, I just want to remind everybody, for what I know, those two officers did not die. Brutal attack should not have happened. They were, they were shot, should not have been shot. But I don't believe they've died. I believe they're still, they're alive.
1: She kept them alive. She kept them alive. Uh,
2: Here's here's the the funny thing about
1: that, where you say, is this the same department? It's actually not. Um, You're thinking of the LAPD.
2: Oh, you're right. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) This is a totally different no neck problem.
2: The share. You're Mm right sorry sorry mm-hmm. I, not, I you know what you know what you cool. know what you know, just, know what it is you I know you know what you, it, you know you, clear you, you, that, you
1: know, people you know, like to act like cali is so progressive but, but, and open-minded but, but, and granola but here's
2: the thing here's the thing and i'm gonna use their, their word against them you guys all look the same you all look the same and you act the same you know you could take the words from that guy that that sheriff mm-hmm. and it would sound exactly like the, the nypd and their fucking uh um uh um police unions they sound the fucking same. They say the same ridiculous shit and make themselves seem like they're the fucking victims. When I'm like, you're not, you know. It's very sad and shouldn't have happened. What happened to your officers? But but you will do that to black people on a daily basis. Like I'm sorry, I I should like. And what was what was driving me to this was weeks of watching the media claim that black lives matter activists and democrats and anybody who was talking about defunding the police or changing police brutality and things like that should come out and condemn this attack and i'm like but it has nothing to do with what people are marching for that's all it's a horrible thing shouldn't never should have happened but they're seeking justice for those people there's no question that if they find that person who did that that they will be brought and and they're not going to get off right
1: no, they're going to die.
2: Th- th- right. They might, not even, they might not even survive arrest, right? That's no, not the I question. Mean, why, and, why are
1: you being nice? They're going to die. Bro. Right. This is California. Right. They walked up on two cops and shot into a police car and ran away. The cops did not die. But they shot a cop in the face. Right. They're going to die. Right. That's just how they roll out
2: here. And, 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 and <laughs> well, well, going to that... There was a uh, the, the right was so riled up about this. They actually accused the wrong man from Compton, who mm-hmm. had to fear for his life because he thought the the cops were going to come down and kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, Darnell Hicks's driver's license photo, address, and license plate number were, were were circulated around social media to name him as a potential suspect. They could have killed this man.
1: I mean, they do that a lot out here. That's one of. I'm gonna be real. I after we watched MLK FBI, um, I made the mistake of not just tapping out for the day, and I did look at my news notifications because clearly I practice poor self care. And before they even had clear video imagery, they were blaming black people for those cops getting shot. Mm -hmm. They had already decided that it was connected. So watching that sheriff get on TV and demand that a prominent black person give up their own personal money (laughs) and watching them demand that an organization basically come out and take responsibility or take credit for a crime after listening to the stuff that had been done to uh, by the FBI, I was like, what in the COINTELPRO 2020 version? What am I looking like, at? Because it... that just screams of how they handle situations where we want to call something a terrorist attack in this country. You know, no group has claimed responsibility. And then they go on to tell you all the groups who they think should claim responsibility because I... they've decided yeah. that's who's responsible.
2: Like, I... And that's why the yeah. original, the original plan for me to do the show solo, because I was very, I was very heated because between that, there's no neck having sheriff account, LA sheriff, county, uh, uh county sheriff a, and his demands of, of, of LeBron James to take responsibility, right? Between that and then William Barr's repeated <laughs> uh. descent into open fascism. Like between those two things, I I just had lost it, and I was just like, I, I I could imagine myself being on one of these talk shows, and they say, "Well, you guys condemn the violence on both sides," of me going, "I don't care about these two cops. I'm sorry, but I don't." I, but
1: Chris, I, do you need? Do you feel the need to say that shooting somebody in their face is wrong before
2: you can say that there's something else wrong going on in the country? Do you feel like that's something you got to do? Well, I, sh- I shouldn't have to. No, and then and then two, I honestly at this point. I feel like I treated I, my reaction is my reaction the same way that you all react when you all kill black people. I don't care. It is what it is. It is, what it is. Right, but see, if I say that, then all of a sudden, whoa, wait a minute, you're you're promoting violence against cops. this is ridiculous. I'm like, but I'm just saying okay. your words back to you, right? And so it's like, okay. so I had to calm myself down. That's why it was like nobody else can be on the show today on the show because I was like, <laughs> like, I was I was I down in the deep I don't end. Like, care. I'm saying. Look, I, you know
1: I, what? I understand <laughs> that Malcolm X had a different point that he was trying to make, but the analogy still holds true. Chickens, home roosting,
2: like. Because it, 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 it was just a, it, was a, it was a pile of of things, right? It was like the imagery of them and how immediately. And again, this is not me. I, I, I don't want to make people think that I'm like, you know, saying that this is not horrible. And with the like the, the female cop, uh, she went into they, they, she went into mother mode and she protected the she hid them both behind and she did they did and I'm like so dis-fucking-respectful and, 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 to her. And, 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 right, one it is right one one the whole that the whole the whole framing of it already. I'm like. You guys are fucking sexist, is fucking shit, and full of shit. And I'm right a here.
1: 30 year old mother
2: of two. Right. I don't, this right. woman right. is about it. Right, right, she right. She got right. shot in the right. damn. Right. She's right. a new cop. No, 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 new no, cop. no. Right, right, right. Cool. And so, 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 so all that, right? But on top of all that, I'm like, wow, it's interesting. Interesting how you all, re- how you immediately go to the softer language, uh, even if it was sexist, the softer language and how she. She reacted versus, say, if you remember how cops treated Trayvon, uh, not Trayvon, um, Tamir Rice's sister when she tried to run to his body when they let him bleed out on the ground and they tackled her, put her in handcuffs and threw her in a cop car. I'm just like, mm, I just, I, what the fuck do you want? I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't care. At this point, you have radicalized me to the point that cops getting shot. I, I, I'll be perfectly honest. It doesn't move me because if it doesn't move you, to watch the, the thousands of videos of black people being brutalized by cops, then why the fuck should I be? I, I, I care about this. Right.
0: Look, and I'm not saying that's the right.
2: I'm not saying that's the right, a that's a right thing to do, but I'm just like, but I'm like, that's, that's real though, because you all don't care. You literally no. do not care. And we're getting okay. to this when we talk. I about-
1: care, but what I don't ever care about is their narrative. Like this whole, you know, they put their lives on the line, and I'm looking, it, I'm like, you expect job. me to have some greater level of empathy for someone who took on a job that's supposed to be protecting and serving against criminal and potentially violent elements? I'm supposed to have some higher, heightened level of care in me about someone who literally says i will put myself in front of you stand in front of all y'all as your jobs and i recognize understand and embrace the risk then i'm supposed to care about an, a civilian usually an unarmed civilian who didn't ask for that and that's not their life and it's not their job you think the narrative of you sitting out here saying well look what they do for us okay
2: that's we pay job. them." That's her job.
1: They got they they get they, they get billions of dollars out of California's they, budget.
2: They chose to do that. They literally that protect is literally, and
1: outfit themselves.
2: They literally chose to and, do that. They didn't. If, yeah. if, if that that that's, that I'm sorry. That's 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 the job. It
1: comes with the job. I'm grateful. I'm happy that somebody wants to do it because I'm not. But so, but you're not. It, right. You're not about to out here make me feel like that's supposed to give me. Give them some kind of carte blanche that they are un, 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 unimpeachable, unapproachable. They can't be questioned. They work for us, but that, and, that, and, that's and we a, and have that, the right that, to right. demand that they not be assholes.
2: And and, that, and that's the thing that gets me, right? Because so many white people think that that's what it gives them. At least yeah. when it comes, um, at least when it comes to black people
0: because cuz 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 those
2: same as those same cops are saying hey <laughs> you need to wear a mask cuz we're in the middle of a pandemic all of a sudden oh you're infringing on my right and you have the right to do that so it's it just it's just so funny how that as you know whatever but so but that wasn't the only thing that that radicalized me if you will up to that point oh, the other one before okay. then was and i don't know if you saw the did you see the the article out of the the Tampa Bay Times about the Pasco uh i think the Pasco County yeah Pasco County uh sheriff uh uh, uh, intelligence program? I did not. So I don't put the link into the, I'll put the link into this. Um, the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Times did this deep uh, dive into, and it, I again, this is where things like Twitter and, and social media help because you see these things pop up and you can because <laughs> in the middle of us discussing about defunding the police, you would think that something like this would make the cable news cycle to go in, but it doesn't. What they did was they went into this deep dive and Pasco County Sheriff's uh, Chris Noco's um, office. And he's been running this program since 2011. And it's basically, up, it's basically like Tom Cruise's minority report. They are proactively using a, a, a technology to determine who is more likely in their county to commit crimes. What? And, what? and proactively basically harassing these people. There's a pre-crime program? It is literally a pre-crime program. Now, granted, some of these people have ended up on the now now the way they 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 and, and and we'll get into this when we talk about all in about the insidious way in which they 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 get the program like this going is because they make it seem like it's not as bad as it seems up front. They make it seem like they're the, these the people in the database are all people that have a criminal record but it'll be minor things for coming to records. And they use these things to harass, not just those individuals, but their entire family. I'll go through some of these. And I went through the entire thing for it. And this is not just black people. It's black people. It's white people. It is absurd. Um, let me see if I can get through some of these and find.
1: Unspecified these. intelligence.
2: Yes. Yes. They, um, oh, is this the, here we go. Let me see if I can find the one. Let's see. What the, in
1: the Philip K. Yeah,
2: it's 21 families they targeted by the program. They pound the doors at all hours at night. Um, Let's see. They The cops will show up and will and will find the most innocuous things to violate them on, like code enf- enforcement and things like that. Um, There's one where like the the guy they were looking for didn't even live in the state anymore. The officers kept coming back to harass his parents. Uh,
0: what?
2: Yes, this is this is this is actually what did it more than the the than the the L.A. County thing did. This is what actually did it for me because I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you are you fucking kidding me?" Because what what, cause what, what killed me was. It's, it's not like, this is something we know, but to see the level at which they did it, it was.
1: They harassed a 15-year-old?
2: Yes. I think they, I think the 15-year-old is when they, they named a top five offender. Yeah.
1: For sneaking into carports to steal motorized bicycles.
2: Yeah. So for Sheila Smith, a deputy showed up at her home and Landa lakes over and over in uh, 2017 and 2018 looking for her teenage son, even though he was under court ordered house arrest at his grandmother's home in Hillsborough County. She said their fifth visit was on January 11th, 2018 at 1032 p.m. Smith stepped outside in a bath bathrobe and explained the situation. He's already under supervision. She told the deputies, politely, according to the body cam video. It's not necessary for y'all to come here anymore. They just kind of, deputies came by looking for her son at least three more times after that, the dispatch log showed. Another time, they put her husband, uh, Vaughn Sr., in handcuffs, loaded him back in the, the crew, she said. They later said that they had mistaken him for his brother and let him go. In one of its statements to the Times, the sheriff office said that the incident had nothing to do with intelligence led policing and that a deputy had apologized for the confusion. But Vaughn Smith Sr. said the visit had started, as so many others had, with the deputies asking for his son. The um for some reason on this page I'm looking at right now doesn't have it, but like if you uh, if you find the actual page they put out, they actually have some of the body cam videos and some of the um the interactions, and they're infuriating. They're infuriating. They got
1: hundred thousand dollars to do this. They got a yes. hundred thousand yes. dollar federal grant. Yes.
2: yes, they are using taxpayer money to run a pre crime program that actually isn't stopping crime. To literally, it is literally a program to harass mostly poor people, white and black and Latino, in this community.
1: They have a $2.8 million budget. I'm sorry, I found the report right quick. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. speed reading. Mm-hmm. I hate you, Chris. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. One in 10 is a juvenile under the age of 18? Yes.
2: In one of the statements at the time, the sheriff's office said Rio, uh, and it's uh, the Rio award check. I can't say it. He's a 15 year old. He's the one that you're talking Deputies came checking on him over 21 times. He said the, the, the constant visits made him anxious. One night in January, a few hours after the deputies had Rio had trouble breathing collapsed on the bathroom floor. His mother called an ambulance. Later, an emergency room doctor said that anxiety was, le- was likely to blame. In one of his statements at the time, the sheriff's office said Rio had been named a top five offender because of his criminal network and associations. The agency also said that he is in a gang citing criminal intelligence, but would not elaborate, convenient, and he, he and his mother denied the allegation. Rio wasn't the only person in the family who has felt harassed. One night, deputies showed up at the house when Rio, and this is one I saw, again, this, Again, you gotta go find the one that actually shows the, the videos. I saw this video. One night, video uh, deputies showed up at the house when Rio's older sisters were at home alone. His 19-year-old sister, Kaylee, explained that Rio w- was, was with their mother at her office and went back inside deputy thomas garmin knocked on the window and pounded on the door kaylee he yelled according to the body cam video you're about to have some issues when she opened the door garmin threatened to write her a code enforcement citation for not having numbers posted on the house or mailbox unless she let them search the home for rio she insisted that there were numbers on the mailbox but ultimately let the de- deputies in a few months later deputies gave rio's mothers two tickets one for not having numbers on her house and one for a broken down car in the driveway she had to go to court to pay a hundred dollars in fines this is a money generating scheme by the by the state, by the county run by the they are basically being um, they're the late break, late breakers. They're the they're the mob. They're the mob breaking your legs because you didn't pay back your fucking loan.
1: A twenty five hundred dollar fine for having five chickens in the backyard and a ticket to someone's father because they looked through his window and saw a 17 year old smoking a cigarette when they had no probable cause to be on the premises at all.
2: Yes. What? Yes. The. Yes. And this is the, this is, yes. Yes. So this is what did it for me. This is, this is the one, this is the one that actually just like you're, you're reading it and you just have that tick. You ever had that when you're reading them and just, something just like snaps in your brain and you go, I, I, you, and you glitch a little bit. This is the one that made me glitch. Because I actually, not only did I read all of it, I then watched watch the videos. And the videos make you even more absurd. Because there's a couple of videos where the police go and show up and they actually admit that their system is not updated. And that they're harassing the people wrongly because the system is not updated. They're on video saying that shit. But the sheriff himself will continue to defend the fucking program
1: make their lives miserable until they move or sue. So he's even setting their county up for losing more money out of their budget Mm -hmm. in harassment suits, which they'll then also have to get a lawyer good enough to craft an NDA that'll stand up. So when they do the payout, people don't know why they did the payout so he could keep trying to hide this fucking program.
2: And, th- and, and and they're also, because there's another one. So Tammy Hellman had the sheriff's office policy explained to, bluntly to her in September 2016. Earlier today, Star Team, Star Team, I'm like, I'm thinking Star or something, I don't know, Resident Evil. Uh, Deputy Andrew uh, uh, Denbo has stopped her uh, by her house asking a question about a dirt bike. He, he thought her 16-year-old son, a sheriff's office target, bought with stolen money. Hellman was talking, take talk, taking her 7-year-old daughter to Girl Scouts. She told Denbo she wouldn't speak without an attorney president and drove off. Denbo noticed that Hellman and her daughter were not wearing seatbelts, according to police report. He told her to stop, then followed her down the street and pulled her over. In the report, Denbo wrote that he opened Hellman's door in order to get out. She stayed put and called 911 saying a deputy had hurt her and she needed help. Body camera, camera camera video shows. Helman told the time she was scared and confused and she had her daughter had been wearing a seatbelt until Dimbo opened the door and the two adults began yelling at each other. The video shows a group of uh, deputies yanking Hellman from the car. Helman was arrested on charges of, of resisting an officer, battery on a law enforcement officer, and providing false information in prior conversation about the dirt bite. Police reports say she scratched and kicked the deputies who arrested her. Before she was taken to jail during a conversation t- captured on tape, Haman asked why she had been arrested. And he said, because I told you to stop back there and you drove away. On the way to jail, he continued, here's the policy of the agency. I'll explain it to you so make it easy. Uh, so it, uh, I'll explain it to you so it makes sense. If people themselves or people that live in a house are committing crimes and victimizing the community, then the direction we're received from a that we receive from our service office from top down is to go out there. And for every single violation, the person commits come down and enforce it upon them. Two years later, deputies arrested Hellman a second time after she opened her screen door into a, a deputy's chest. Hellman said it wasn't intentional. She had a child in her arm and said the door sometimes jams. Video shows her angrily shoving the door open, but then holding it open and telling the deputies that they could come inside because Hellman was on probation. She from her previous arrest for a resisting arrest. Remember she's has the target here. Her 16-year-old son was the target. This is how they then make this a generational thing because they were after her son. Now they turned her into a fucking target. She wasn't offered bail. She spent 76 days in jail when she was offered a plea deal that sent her down to one-year probation plus time served. She took it because she wanted to spend time with her at Christmas with her children. So now you have now have two of these people in the family. This is a white family, all right? And they forced her into the system. And they forced her into the system for this. This is what this police department is doing. All right,
1: man, this now means that there are certain jobs she can't get because she pled to a felony and she has to disclose. You you, see, this also means that if she was getting any public assistance, benefits, house break on anything, she She, loses all of it. The
2: report literally says she is now a convicted felon and in two years since she has been unable to find work.
1: She also can't go back to school to retrain for anything else because she's now ineligible for any programs through any community colleges because you have to be felony free to get assistance for aid uh, for money. And for some classes and some programs, they, they do your background check before they let you in. They have a they have dedicated strategic targeted area response teams. They have they have squads.
2: This is a perfect example of the police department causing their own causing a problem in the community to generate a need for them to have a larger budget and justify their existence. Broken windows. That's what this is. No, no. This is but that's that's the thing, right? This is literally the broken windows policy brought into 2020 with technology. You know? It's broken windows times 10. Like, it's even worse. It's way worse. And and to me. The fact that you only get this kind of reporting on the local level and then when we're t- in the middle of this big conversation about policing, this kind of stuff doesn't get brought up at the, uh, 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 you know, at the national level is the scary part because I guarantee you this is probably not the only department doing this. Oh, it's right. definitely not the only part. They
1: got a federal grant. They got a federal grant, you know. Good and damn weather's well, there's other pilot programs.
2: Well, so they even said the Chicago Police Department doing something similar, but the agency quietly ended it in November twenty nineteen because people forgot. So they to renamed be, it. More likely, more <laughs> likely, more likely. <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't mean they're not doing it still, right? They renamed it. Right. They split it across three departments,
1: but you know it's still. This is, I can't. Okay, I'm gonna lie when I say I can't wrap my mind around this because I can, because this country, this country loves the overseer. They love overseers. They have since the day they landed on the shore. And somebody told them no one owns this land. They're like, oh well, if no one owns this land, well then, you know, let's just say white people own it. But this, this is my this is this is up there on my list of worst nightmares everybody's picture is in a system somewhere everybody's thumbprint at a minimum. If you have a, ever had a driver's license. What,
2: what,
1: what, what the the thing,
2: the thing that makes this program so insidious also like you mentioned a couple of times. It's focused on the younger people. So the express purpose of this program is to not just harass, you know, these the these you know people that might have a criminal record and their families, but to get them young enough to ensure that they can never, even if they were on the wrong track at the beginning, they'll never get back on track because you're not letting your foot off their neck to let them do it, and you yeah, are saying is- up front that you don't believe that even when they tell you that they're doing fine, you don't believe it enough. That they have to, like, again, the, the 16-year-old, there were several things where he comes out and he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm not hanging. He's like, well, no, you know, I know you're still hanging out with this person. No, you're still hanging out with that person. He's like, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not hanging out with those people. I stopped hanging out with those people after the first time I got arrested. Am I doing this? He's like, well, well, you know, well, we're hearing that, again, with no proof, we're hearing differently. Who the fuck are you hearing that from, right? It's like, and it's just a repeated thing. And again,
1: oh, yeah, what kind it makes, of the same way they had somebody who they held in custody and try to extort to say that Brianna Taylor was in fact actually a part of their criminal organization. Oh,
2: her ex-boyfriend. Her, she, they literally did yes, her ex-boyfriend. The actual target. Yeah, the actual target. They, they, and not only that, but then they offered him a plea deal to say it, and he was like, "No, I'm not going to lie." They to offered get you him more than
1: a plea deal, man. I, I
2: know they did. I know. You no, know, and I'm actually Jesus uh, right. But this is and, and this is this is what we're dealing with, right? And so Did you see
1: the fourteen-year-old target.
2: Yeah. yeah, they
1: arrested him, his fifty-three-year-old grandmother, mm-hmm. his twenty-eight-year-old uncle, and a twenty-year-old female resident who was present.
2: Hmm. Wait, is that, the- is that, was that the black family, the one that? Yeah, and that was the one where it literally was he was doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's this is it's horrific and it's happening right and and this this takes us a, a good segue into what made me it so all in the fight for democracy is a great documentary but it's also infuriating and it's infuriating for several reasons and i think the chief thing is and it does really a really good job of doing this in in a hundred in um in, in an hour and 40 minutes is explaining it explains why and how the right or the people that are against... I don't want to get into left and right. It explains how the people who were dead set against civil rights and expanding you know, this country's power set beyond white, straight males found out what the cheat code was. And what the cheat code is, is... You can get away with anything in this country, if you, if you, if you make the white majority lose attention, and so, and I wrote this down to myself is like being black in America is knowing that your civil rights are dependent on one of the uh, are dependent on the current attention span level of the white majority, because what you see what the, they do a good job in this documentary is showing that white people are all, all in for civil rights to basically get it out of their attention because the, 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 they don't want to actually confront the, under, the underlying things that people are fighting for when it comes to civil rights. So it's a quick idea of, hey, um, um, give, them, give them what they want because it, 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 it's, it's interrupting my idealic vision of what America is and you're making me uncomfortable. So, so just give them some rights and, and then we can go back to pretending like everything's fine, and everything's solved. And that also means that because you don't um, go into the complexities of what is happening, um, white people are easily manipulated into signing on to laws and policies that are horrible for everyone, but seem very innocuous, right? Um, At one point, at the beginning of all in they, they have that James Baldwin quote, you know, the, to be a Negro in this country, to be relatively con and to be relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost all the time. And you see that quote all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I think that we do a, I think we do a disservice with quotes because we don't ever use the full quote. So I'm going to read the full James Baldwin quote. And I really wish they had put it there and showed the full quote because the full quote really explains the rest of the documentary. So the full quote is, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious to be a state of rage almost, almost all the time and in one's work. Uh, and part of this rage is it, is it isn't only what is happening to you, but it's what's happening all around you and all the time in the face of the most extraordinary and criminal indus- indifference, indifference of most white people in this country and their ignorance. Now, since this is so, it's a great temptation to simplify the issues under the illusion that if you simplify them enough, people will recognize them. I think this illusion is a, is very dangerous because in fact it isn't the way it works. A complex thing cannot be made simple. You simply have to try to deal with it in all of its complexity and hope that the complexity and hope to get that complexity across. And that explains this. Because we don't everything that involves progress in this country is complex. But in order To keep the attention span of white people, the white majority in this country, we feel the need, and uh, we feel the need, and also sometimes it's necessary to simplify them to get them to understand it, and that has that has hurt us because you get the temporary, uh, you get the temporary rights, and then immediately, the opponents of those rights find new ways to, uh, uh, circumvent them, and the great example they use is. You know, after Reconstruction, when the Jim Crow laws came in place, that black people did have the right to vote and there were black politicians during Reconstruction, but then Mississippi was like, <laughs> fuck these niggers. And don't then,
1: forget, North Carolina, they had a whole ass coup. Right, right. And and like, you, they, started, they had a whole town right, of right. black out statesmen right. disappear. And suddenly a new government right. was just all white and
2: all men. Right. And you find ways to, so, so you can't, so you find things like the poll tax, right? And you, you give a really innocuous reason for it. It's like, well, we have all, and granted, not saying that, you know, they weren't also overtly racist about it in the newspaper, running, but from a politician level, you get the cover, right? Because I mean, they definitely were very overtly about, oh, this is to make sure that Negroes don't have the right to vote. But from a politician, right? Right, but then what the politicians do is they introduce it as a well, no, no, no. See, what's happening is because we have all these Negroes voting and we have all these new people voting, it's actually a strain on our government, and we don't have the money. We need more money to actually protect the rights of vote and to make sure that we can do this. And so, what we think we'll do is we'll, we'll make it so that if you want to vote, you have to pay this tax. And this tax will go to ensuring that we have the, the funds we need to actually have enough polling and stuff like that, right? Not realizing Doesn't that. It
1: even make it sound more reasonable to say it's, not, it's just $1 or $2, it's, right. you know, maximum $5 right. when $5 is your rent.
2: Uh, your right food. And, and and again, what All in does is a great job of saying that so now black again on the surface seems fairly cheap seems for the vast majority of white people it goes, oh well, no, that seems reasonable it makes sense we have all these negroes and colored folks voting now, so yeah that makes sense but at the surface you realize that black people are also not that far uh, removed from slavery so they don't have money so now black people are faced with the, the 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 choice of well do you do you do you buy food do you buy clothes or or do you do you pay your your, your poll tax, and so you go from so when they show the numbers of that right, around right, Reconstruction, you had seventy in some of these states, you had seventy six percent participation of Black people in the voting process. Then after the Jim Crow laws were, were, were enacted, you went down to three percent, and I'm just like, yeah, I like, I, like it's it's blatant. You're like, ta well, da, like, like, You're like, it's it's there,
1: and and, and then the other they, thing that I noticed at that point in the documentary that I kind of feel that it warrants commenting before we go on. Hollywood makes movies about this time period, and it's always done through uh, a white gaze, whether that gaze is partisan, liberal, conservative flat out insane whatever so when they show these moments they kind of like gloss over this like they have all these movies that are supposed to be around this time or even around the civil war where they kind of got this idea from where you see like sharecroppers walk up they never explain that when you see them throwing money in that little bucket before they drop their ballot in the box what that is they just kind of make it seem like that was the common everyday standard thing that you had to do Mm -hmm. and you know they have this silent conversation there there's one movie that i saw i'm telling you man i have practiced very very poor self-care um in the month of my birth fuck i was thinking where you would actually see somebody put in a coin that was worth more and then go to make change for themselves and the white person behind the desk would reach the whole thing and dump the whole bin out and says, we don't have any change. And then they basically not only gotten that person for the poll tax, they've stolen potentially their day's wage. Mm -hmm. Or they show other situations where you see a sharecropper come in and they're supposed to be, they're turning over cotton or they're turning over some kind of good and it's supposed to be weighted and that's supposed to uh, mitigate and offset the cost. And then you see somebody over there waiting the other side of the scale and then saying, Oh, well you still for oh, three, uh, three cents, $3 or whatever, because now they're stealing the goods that they've brought in mm-hmm. to that are supposed to be of the same monetary amount to cover their poll tax, because this was also a way to force them back into the fields to have to work, to try to offset their, their taxes in many ways, but one of which was so they could vote. Right. And, it and, the people who write these stories and narrate these stories have never bothered to actually look into the history of that scene they built. Mm -hmm. They just know it's a standard thing that used to happen. Mm -hmm. So they put it in the movie without any context. So no one has any rational relationship to what it is that they've just seen. So they just take it as an accepted thing that goes in there. And then now in Pleasant Day, what you get, Is somebody like Ann Coulter sitting on the couch saying, well, I don't think it's unreasonable for us to have to have an ID. I don't think it's unreasonable for us to have to pay to support our state and local and federal elections. And we should, you know, and if you're really invested, then you pay. It's the same rhetoric, man. I about lost my mind when I realized it was the exact same wording in everything.
2: Oh, and, and that's the thing and and so uh, when we did um uh mlk fbi i even said that, like the one problem i had was it was almost too academic and it didn't draw a straight line all that's because i hadn't seen all in so all in is what draws a straight line all yep. in does a great one. job of showing because again like we said all in is, is centered around Stacey abrams fight to uh a campaign to be you know governor in, Georgia and in just again like we don't talk enough about how brian kemp stole that election like i think black people uh, black people do but this country doesn't understand how m- white people don't understand how much brian kemp stole that election right like they you also have, understand how much damage he's done to their system
1: in georgia well but well they be pissed about what he's done
2: well that's that's the thing too it's like what you witness And and what All In does is a great job of showing, like you said, the straight line of how the language and the tactics have not changed. And it should be enough of a warning to people, but it's not, but it goes back to this idea of white people like to pat themselves on the back for every small thing they do. So for instance, like they see the things like the Civil Rights Act passing as this giant leap forward, they see this—the election of Barack Obama as the first black president—as this giant step forward. When in actuality, they're baby steps, right? Like, yeah, it took a like people like, and again, I remember this. I remember when Barack Obama won, and and everybody's like, "Oh, we're not everybody." The white media all like, "We're in a post-racial society. We overcame racism." And the rest of the black people are just going, "Like, are y'all fucking serious right now?" It took a financial downturn, an incompetent campaign by the McCain uh, uh, organization, and then. The most successful and 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 modern Go TV operation we have ever seen in our fucking lifetime to get that win. And then once he won, we then immediately that that go TV campaign, that get out the vote campaign, was so successful, we watched for eight years as the GOP did everything in their powers to successfully dismantle every tool that Obama and his campaign used. And not win.
1: just that, we <laughs> had the media on all sides talking nonpartisan, post racial. Right. While groups like the Koch brothers and what is the, Heritage now the Foundation. incarnation of yeah. the Lincoln Project and what is the Heritage Foundation, which I thought was really smart of the people who made all in, they had someone from the Heritage Foundation to speak there, so they couldn't be accused right. of not giving them a platform to present their point of view. Um turned right around and they began an old school fear campaign that led to the loss of the legislature, period. And I don't care what your position is. I don't care whether you don't like incremental change. I don't care if you're a burn it all down and start over kind of person. We lost. We started to lose the legislature. And by we, I mean the people started to lose the legislature. In the middle of Barack Obama's "Yes We Can" speech on that stage, and I think that's the other huge point that All In drove home. The Tea Party rose. You started yeah. seeing campaigns about the the importance of checks and balance.
2: But so, but but that's and that thing that that's the thing that again, because it draws the, the 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 line from the past to the present, you start to recognize, sadly, so. That this happens every time, like somebody even I can't remember who it was that said it, but they basically came out and said every time that we make progress, we take like two or three steps backwards because there's an immediate revolt <laughs> by the majority in this, either in apathy or in direct fear campaigning to move us back every I think time.
1: You're campaigning, man, and it is, and it is,
2: and it is, and. And and that's the thing that like it, it drives me crazy because I see people having this like, even the burn it down. But, like I get it. I totally untrust trust me after the the decade that we've had. I get it. Yeah, right. Like I get it. Right. I get it. <laughs> I, I and I totally get it. But I think that what all in does, it shows cause it is focused on voting. And a lot of people will say, well, voting isn't the answer to all questions. I'm like, you're right, it's not. However, to me, all in shows you the importance of voting because it and it's something that Zobie's brought up. If voting wasn't important, if voting didn't do anything, these people wouldn't work so hard to disenfranchise as many people as they do.
1: Right. But I also think that All In shows something that um, some of the loudest voices coming out of the black community now and and the ones that are holding sway over people who, especially the ones who have reached the just burn it all down, you know, screw incremental change, respectability politics is trash, and all of that. And, they're a valid conversation to be had there. But the thing that I thought this documentary did a really good job about showing is um, the evolution of voter control, because I don't think how many people realize everybody other than landed white people couldn't vote. I don't think that they really understand that when you say that the constitution is a living document that evolves and has been designed to evolve with the society that it is supposed to be the base of their governance that they understand that one of the reasons why it's that way is because that first document was trash the first it was was, it was an improvement over the Articles of Confederation, which almost drove us back into another civil war. And and, and people tend to forget that the reason why we have the Constitution, that the point of the continent, Continental Congress was because we needed a federal taxation right if we weren't going to end up having a new slave class that too many white people realized they would fall into without a federal right to tax and to do things on a nation state level. But I also forgot what the Constitution said about who gets to vote. Not just how Black people are counted. Black people are very aware of the three-fifths clause. and But I don't think a lot of Black people have read the rest of the provision. In the voting. And on this point, I did feel like all in broke it down in small enough bites, but gave the whole story. They didn't try to make it less complicated, complex. They tried to make it less complicated to to follow. Right. So when they started at the beginning talking about what the voters criteria were, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You had to have made enough money. You have to have lived in a certain place and you had to own land. In yeah. some cases, outright.
2: Yeah. The fact that you were yeah.
1: even eligible to vote.
2: Well, so that's, that's, a funny, that's a funny lie about this country, right? That, you know, like I said, the, the, when they brought up the fact that for that first Constitution, only 6% of Americans, period. Not just, you know, they didn't leave, just leave out black people, but even like the white men, if you didn't own land, mm-hmm. you couldn't vote, right? Only 6%. It only covers 6%, right? So from its inception, that we like to, and, and it goes back to this idea that, As a country, we've done ourselves such a disservice by selling the fantasy of what America was and and is, right? We've at at no point have ever... White America loves having the fictionalized version of everything, the fictionalized version of the Founding Fathers, the fictionalized version of the Constitution, the fictionalized version of how Lincoln freed the slaves and all this other bullshit, right? The fictionalized version of MLK himself, right? They can all talk about the I Have a Dream speech, but none of them want to talk about the letters from Birmingham jail, right? They never want to talk about how he uh, he, he found... It, and no one yeah. wants to talk about that last speech. Yeah, yeah. nobody wants to talk about that, right? They never, want, they never want to talk about any of that other stuff. They want to talk about the stuff that makes them feel good, that pats themselves on the back. When we talk about things like... World War Two. We want to talk about the fact that we stopped the Nazis, not the fact that Operation Paperclip. But after that, we brought the Nazis into this country and gave them jobs and new, new, new identities. We or don't want to talk about the fact that, that
1: we said it was none of our business until they started to, to impact well, our uh, to economic right. interests right. and we abandoned right. all our allies abroad right. for years. Say, in I mean, that yeah, war?
2: There, there, there was an American Nazi party, and we, you know, looked at look, look forward. To it. We never wanted to talk about any of that stuff. Like even the way when we're in college, when, we're, when you're like I spent a, if it had paid, I probably would have gone into. Um, I loved history i would have been in history i would have gone to history if it paid but it doesn't pay like it does going to computer so i said fuck that shit but i did a lot of i i could have gotten a minor in in history and one of the things i loved is going in there is when you really dig down into and i used to study the world wars and i love studying the world wars because it's like that's really what you get like when you people always think that you know the wars it's just about the wars but it's like no 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 up leading up to that right when you look at you know the rise of hitler everybody starts with him like packing up Jews and sending them to concentration camps. I'm like, no, 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 no. This all happened because of economics and, and the way that the German people felt down, you know, beaten down after World War I. And because the world decided that German, particularly the German people, needed to pay for that, they came in and they completely humiliated that entire country. And it opened up the way for a Hitler. And you watch the when you watch the rise of Hitler, and that's why when you know that, you then go back and you look at things like the rise of Donald Trump. You're going like, oh no 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 no, this is this is this is how Hitler happened. People go, oh yeah, no no. no. Like, and, 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 <laughs> but it, but in 2015 and 20, 2014, 2015, people were going like, oh no no, you can't you can't Godwin's law. You can't make that comparison to Nazi. I'm like, no no. no. If you actually knew how Hitler came to rise, you you absolutely would. And then what happens is four and years later,
1: said it right, you and then said it.
2: right, and then four years later. You're, you're now here and we're watching Trump say things like, well, you know, maybe there will be a continuation of, uh, 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 there'll be a peaceful transfer of power. You know, if we throw out of the ballot, you start seeing them say, we start seeing or, him say, yeah, we start there'll
1: saying, be a continuation. Right. Right.
2: Right. That's right. Is right. right. at that point now the rest of white America is going like, Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's fascism." I'm like, no motherfucker. Four or five years ago was fascism. Now it's too fucking late. You have now put yourself in a position where there's nothing you can do to stop this, because you wait until the last possible fucking minute to do things. Like, what I love about this, and it's not the first time I've seen or heard this, and, and, and I know we as black people know this, but like, so much of the civil rights movement in the '60s is taught about being nonviolent, right? Nobody wants to talk about the fact that, no, the, right, the civil rights movement was not nonviolent. They used violence to get what they wanted. They knew upfront. That the police in this case and the state would enact violence on black people. And so when you have them march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and you're confronted by police officers and those police officers like today beat bloody all of those unarmed black people in front of cameras, that was too much for white America. Just like uh, people are trying to figure out why all of a sudden now uh, the, the the temperature has changed and people more people are supporting Black Lives Matter. Like more people not supporting Black Lives Matters. They want it off their TV screens because they've been watching too much of seeing black people being beat by police. It's not that they really believe what they're hearing. White people just don't want to see that shit no more. So now they're just like, yeah, 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 give them whatever they fucking want. The same thing happened with the Civil Rights Movement and the Civil Rights Act. But at that but, point, but, like it's it's too maybe, much.
1: Maybe it's maybe it's because we had just watched MLK FBI and we got to hear some of the conversations LBJ had on the back end. But um, it completely hit me, and I don't even know the place where it hit me when you saw the moment where they had come back around after the first Civil Rights Act had been signed, and they were talking about voting rights and all the other things. And LBJ is telling Martin Luther King. I don't have the power. I don't have the power. I don't have the clout. I don't have the votes. And he got off the phone and a man who was in the room looked at the camera and they said, "Well, what are we going to do?" And he said, "Martin, look there everybody. Say we're going to go get him some power." Mm-hmm. And the next thing you get is bloody Monday.
2: Bloody Sunday. And
1: yeah. Sunday,
2: look, I know it's a long. It you know, there probably wasn't bloody Monday though. But <laughs> No, but you're it right.
1: It's probably still bloody on Monday. But
2: but but that, but that was that that's that's that uh, uh, I go back to people and I'm like, that's not nonviolence. They knew violence was coming. Like the civil rights movement wasn't just a haphazard collection of black people doing things just to do them. They knew what they were getting themselves into.
1: They trained themselves to not throw their hands. They trained themselves to be able to stand as a collective and let the world see what white people were doing regardless of how black people behaved. And I think that is something that black people need to remember. And we need to remember it now because everybody wants to talk about, I am not my ancestors. You're right. We're not. Cause we ain't got that in us.
2: I'd also, so there's two things about that though. Right. And I, you're, you're absolutely right on that. But the two things also, it's like, I look at it as it's also a progression. At some point, at some point, you're not going to get people continually do, doing the nice and neat. You're just not because you've pushed them too far. And Oakley Carmichael. Right. It's like, you're, <laughs> at, at some point, you, you, you're just not. At, at some point, you're not going to get us to be that, all right, cool, well, we're going to. Because uh, uh, the other thing, too, is we also know that white people get desensitized. So
1: but not just that, we don't need to do that anymore. There was a specific policy and purpose for nonviolence, like you Mm -hmm. said. He made a statement and a case that there was a fundamental belief that Jim Crow meant something when white people heard it, Mm -hmm. than what it was in the reality. That what it was, the impact of Jim Crow, what that meant. For them, they're like, oh, it's separate, it's equal. They have their stuff, we have our stuff, it's fine. They don't come to our stuff, we're not going to their stuff, it's fine. But the actuality and the reality of that was a base lie. And he knew that if you showed people the suffering that existed under that system and that regime, if you put it in their face, then you can get good to come out of that Because you will move them. You will find the ones who have empathy. You will find the ones with compassion. But more to the result, you will find the ones who are horrified that the world now understands what it means when someone says Jim Crow or separate but equal. And they will not be able to deal with that impacting The narrative of American exceptionalism and Americans' brilliant first democracy. And he was right. But white people want us to stay there. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, that assumption is only valid when you are dealing with people who have a conscience. And the conscience of the United States is dead. So there's no purposeful use for us to engage and to build a program and, a, and, and, and an ideology for change around a concept of nonviolence the way it was in the original civil rights movement. And no, this is not me advocating blowing shit up or, or you know, engaging in the, what the white people did in the 60s when they wanted out of the Vietnam War. I'm not a- advocating any kind of violence. I'm not advocating any kind of anything. I'm saying stoicism as a tool, has outlived its usefulness.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, it's also if, this, it's also the thing of with with our country with America is it's like it's also the matter of perspective, right? Because like you know, mm-hmm. overseas when people do what what the Black Lives Matter protesters are doing right now, um when they do that in Hong Kong, that's called pro-democracy pro democracy protests, right? When, when when they do oh, it we're here, we're
1: all about advocating it. But
2: but when but when but when yeah yeah we're fine for that. We we support the pro democracy protests in China. But when we do it here, it's it's anti democracy protests. And I'm like, mm, oh, we're, terrorists. like we're terrorists. We're anti
1: American. We're anti Americans. And patriots. that's when
2: you get that's when you get that's when you get that droopy dog looking you know fat fuck motherfucker. Ugh, I fucking hate Barr so fucking much. Like I just so like much, it. Just, so I much, like just so the, the the audacity of this motherfucker. Right. So I periodically
1: file complaints with all the bars that he's registered in. <laughs> I just periodically file so- civilian um, ethics of violation complaints. Hopefully one day they'll result in like an investigation that gets him disbarred and makes him ineligible to be the AG of the country. I don't know. Maybe it just makes me feel a little better, but I'm one of those people who believes that the better you know the systems and the intricacies right. and how they work, More you can utilize them to your advantage. And after a while, the legal community is going to just they're gonna they're gonna reach their nausea level. And I know a lot of people, poor people and non-white people don't necessarily believe that. But I have actually been in positions where the system has been fixed because it's in the proper hands. And it was on smaller levels. But all in reminded me that participation is how you motivate move and create policy and right. policy is based on laws and laws create the structure and the foundation of the society that we live in and right. yeah i think sometimes when people start screaming burn it all down and this and that and the third we throw out the baby with the bathwater so to speak because i personally believe that the same way we have like Nonpartisan watchdog groups at certain polling situations to help step in when people are being denied access to vote because they have the presence to push and say, look again, look this up.
2: Stacey Abrams literally had to do that herself. Right. She literally had to do that to vote for herself.
1: And her concern where she was saying, I had to do this, but I brought cameras with me. So they looked it up until they found the mistake and got me situated. But it reminded me that if we if we actually owned a full party fucking seat at the table, if we own the house, if it's our house, and we're walking around that house and we see black rot mold beams that need to be replaced, you can rebuild a house. You can rip out all the stuff that's bad you can find a good contractor. You can get good subcontractors. You can find ways to source good materials that don't harm you, don't harm your community. And you can build something beautiful. But I think sometimes we get so hung up on just the separate pieces. And I felt like All In did a really good job of bringing all those different pieces together, especially the one, because you kind of jumped over one thing. It's like when people are talking about why they want the messaging to be the way that it is about america especially how we have talked about abroad and why they fight so hard against any comparisons to any other system and want there to be this this vast uniqueness in our understanding of democracy particularly the fact that we are not just a republic we are a we are not just democracy we are a republic and we are a representative democracy so They want people to leave out all those nuances because it means they're not paying attention to what the steps are. But more importantly, there's another country that has one of the most all-encompassing, beautifully written documents that incorporate civil liberties, rights, and all of these beautiful lofty ideologies and goals. Go read the Constitution that was written when Lenin was in power in Russia. Go read it. It's a beautiful document. He commissioned it. He called all of the great minds, philosophers, and, and, and thinkers, and, and financial people together, all of the people who came together to create this Constitution. And then once they had given him the document and he reviewed it, he killed every last fucking one of them because they were in his way. He let them identify for themselves that they stood against his agenda, that they stood for the people, that they stood for rights, that they stood for a greater understanding of what it means for the society to run in the benefit of the people, for the government to have to expunge the funds given to it to the direct benefit of the people. Not to special interests, not to corporations, the means and the the, the restrictions that were put on the checks that were in place to keep things from overwhelming the will and the right of the people. He let all those people self identify. And then he imprisoned them, disenfranchised them, isolated them, and then he proceeded to execute them. The only thing that the United States hasn't done is the outright murder on a wholesale level, the way that they did in other countries. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We we're more classes started... than that. We do it undercover.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we like COINTELF Pro. We <sighs> like to drop bombs uh, in, 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 in you know, urban areas like Philadelphia and take out yeah. areas. We like to destroy towns like Rosewood and, uh, you know, uh, Tulsa and hell, we like to keep Chicago so isolated and bifurcated. And now digitally ge- gerrymandered that was an eye-opener in all in
2: Well, yeah i love i love the nuances there where where they realize that well you're right we can't redistrict off of race but nobody said you couldn't do it based off of your party and the majority of black people are voting for your party well we found a way around that right like i love right. again it's the a, it's a, the it's a so there's two things right one i, I want to go back to one the burn it all down people which i always tell people i get it i understand it totally understand right the problem with all burn it all down people and 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 it's not a sustainable uh <laughs> way forward even if you feel that way because i feel that way too but the problem with that is like we don't have the power to burn it all down like anytime people unless talk we about we, it, it, well one is unless we vote and also at the same time even with that voting because i think again the, the 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 thing that really got me about all in that really kind of made me realize it goes back to what I said before is like your own, we're own our rights are only as secure as the attention span of the white majority the minute the white majority is done they go back to saying we did our job we're going off about our and we're going about our business, and business back to usual I, I i say this to say that we're we're facing that that moment again with Donald Trump right mm-hmm. if Donald Trump loses all these white people that are anti-Trump are going to go right back to what they were, like. Uh, people are now pointing out that George Conway, uh, they believe his his organization is one of the organizations that's pushing uh, Amy Cohen Barrett, Barrett, Barrett this new uh, Supreme Court nominee, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah. George Conway was is a, is a conservative. He's a Republican. Yep. He's anti-Trump, but never can cons- never can never confuse anti-Trump with not being a piece of shit Republican. You know,
1: with plen- not being anti-black or racist.
2: Exactly. And and so, and so like I, what I, my, my thing is like, is, is not, just, unfortunately, it's not just enough to be either just to vote or to burn it all down. Like you have to understand that unfortunately, until the white majority gets their shit together and never has the, the our foot taken off their neck to understand that you cannot just go back to normal this is always going to be a problem because it, it, they, they get their four or five, they get their four to eight years and they come back and be like, Oh, it was back to normal. And and so that's where the incremental progress comes like. People point to this idea of being centrist and liberal and, or socialist. And, and I'm, it's not that it's not that at all is that at, at its core function, we are living in a country that was not meant for anybody who was not a straight white male landowner. and, At the core of this country, our default is bad. We can't ever allow there to be and and and, and so progression rollback. Right, and so the the problem is because the white majority of this country does not seem to understand that. It doesn't matter what we as black people or brown people or what any of us other in the marginalized communities do. Because we are always going to be, and I know this is sounding very, very like depressing, but I need people to understand this because it's very, very factual. And it's actually how I survive because I just have so little expectations from this country at this point. But like we are always at their mercy like unless, and
1: unless I, I will I will provide the note of lack of depressing unless we make what is the actual Non white wealthy and non white majority, because that actually exists in this country, a marshalling force that provides means of progression that's undeniable. Have, that have, that have, incremental have, yeah, change you're, you're that right. continues to get
2: pushed forward like a big, huge well, sand worm well, on. Yeah, food. but so, but, but it's but, but, but possible, that, it's possible, but that also means. It also means people having to see the long game because because you can't because talk because about
1: wanting a third party when it's too late to get a third party candidate to be viable. Well, well it means well, you have to talk about well, that when you're voting well, at city council well, for the well, first
2: time. You care well, to well, mayor. Well, well, it it means it means that it means things. Like, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example because there's so many ways to. I'll give you a perfect example and it's very relevant for the Supreme Court. It means like at this point, not talking about packing the courts. Even if that's something I absolutely want, you know, Democrats to do, if Joe Biden wins, I absolutely want that. But at this point, before the election, you don't talk Joe about Joe
1: Biden it. is smart the re- saying w- I ain't got right.
2: shit to say it right. And, and 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 then what that means is you, uh, we, the people on the left, have to understand or read between the lines, understand that he cannot say that right now because you, ha- if you really want to operate the way and get progress forward the way that. The GOP does because the GOP, like I said, just the way they did with the poll tax and all this other stuff to roll back the the way they roll back the, the the Voter Rights Act and the way that they are very expertly pivot and pick out which of these cases, like the way that they pick the case that be the one to 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 dismantle the the voter rights act which also tied to the fact that years before then uh John Roberts were n- nominated as chief justice to the Supreme Court and he was a basically he's been fighting against the voter rights act since he was you know uh Do interning for for know when, how loud ice cream right. when like, that bastard right. was nominated but like but like like you have to see the long game right so what that means is you cannot say these things up front because that is going to be used against you, and and you have to you play don't politics. We talk too much. Right? We, we talk yes, too and that's the much. problem. You can like when you say you like Obamacare, we were going to have universal health care, folks. But because the left did so much partying about the, the the public option, when they realized, wait, this is a backdoor to universal health care, that's when Joe Lieberman came out and said, Oh no. wait, wait, no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 I, I'm gonna stop you on that one because that's actually not true. Now you're in my wheelhouse we ended up with the public option we ended up with what became known as obamacare because we didn't protect his majority when oh. he got elected he had oh. a he had a steering committee he had nonpartisan drafts meaning he had experts from everybody come together to come up with a plan that could do what the clintons universal health care plan in the 90s couldn't do when it came time to vote with stand line item carve outs. He had it. We didn't keep his votes. So he pivoted. You want to know why the Republicans and conservatives and anybody who is associated with the GOP cannot give you a viable presenting alternative to the ACA, no matter how many times they're asked? You want to know why? Because the plan that is now the ACA was written by Bob Dole. It is the GOP plan. Well,
2: no, no, no. That, it's 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 what Mitt Romney and then put in Massachusetts. Like I no, I know, no, no. What I'm but saying that's is, what, but, but but no, that's no, no, goals. no, no, that's no. No, you, no, you're right. No, I know, I know, you're right. What I'm saying though is, they still had the votes for that public option, and
1: he had to give up shit.
2: He had, no, vote. no, no. He still had to give up something, but we still had the option. We still had, we still had it there, still there. It got killed because once again, we can't keep some of the stuff quiet, and, and we didn't stop it. the
1: Heritage Foundation.
2: who right. immediately went into the spin. Ex- 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 but but that's what I'm saying. It's like you, you 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 gotta understand. You gotta you gotta play the long game, and and Republicans,
1: the re- 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 Republicans
2: but it's not even it's not, but but bec- we let we we let them change the subject to the to, to, to death panels, not because. We did that, but because again, the white majority in this country is stupid, and let them and, and falls for that shit very easily.
1: No, no, come and, on, man. I mean, look. Okay, look. I get it. People are dumb. People want things simplistic and non complicated. But it wasn't just that people were dumb. We gave them the narrative. Yeah. And the Koch brothers gave them the money to run with it. True. They ran wholesale campaign. I, I, I worked in compliance they made us sign ndas yeah. Yeah. when we started getting solicited comments about what was the standard things that no, needed to you're, be in you're, health you're right. care y'all i'm retired i'm a yeah. to when we started getting com- conversations about them asking about what bundled packages were the powers that be immediately realized what was about to happen right. and they went into a whole room and they had war rooms over this, and they sent lobbies to Sacramento and to every other state capital, and then those state capitals sent lobbies and people, and then all these third-party think tank groups hit up K Street, and they all had a single narrative.
2: Well, that's one thing you can't the, undo
1: the, the system.
2: The left, the left, never has a single narrative because everybody wants to right. cover everything in there, and so there's never, there's never you're fighting, you're you're fighting multiple. Battles at the same time, and you're never going to be able to come, you know, you just can't do that. You can't fight multiple or, battles at the same or time. Or the narrative have,
1: that you know. the white puts uh, the white Jesus. Mm. I mean, hi Freud, how you doing? I mean, uh, uh, the the narrative that the DNC and progressives, because they're not the same thing, put together, is is one that doesn't hold up under pressure. Like if they had come in saying a very simple thing. Your health care shouldn't be tied to your job because your job can change, but your need for health care never will. You telling me that wouldn't work to you, 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 you that would have worked. Mm. That would have worked because no matter what they tried to say about the details of the program, no matter what they tried to say about the budgets that had to be changed, when they could say simple things like. Our job as a federal government is to use federal funds at the direct benefit of the people, and not all of that comes back to you in your tax return. Your health care and coverage should not be tied to your employment because your employment may change, but your need for health care never will. And if they had come out with that message and, I, and I'm taking this straight out the Obama playbook, if they had stuck to that message, they could have weathered all the storms. But uh, you started getting and, and that's why I say the Medicare for all message is the wrong one, because yeah. Medicare won't work for all.
2: Well, so, but I think that, so I hear what you're saying, and I agree that there needs to be a message that, that's talked to, and when we don't have that, it goes back to the same thing about like when people got mad when they say that the the, uh, the abolish the police or the defund the police messaging was wrong, and people got very upset about that, and no, I'm like, but no, it's not. Well, well, I think that it's harder to, it's harder to sell.
1: Yes, but the spokesperson was wrong for that. Message, but but
2: not but, the but, message. but but that's what I mean. It's like but, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like that's the problem, and 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 we don't want to admit that. And and I'm sorry, I don't have faith in this country. In I don't either. It requires an like, ideological change away from well, wage well, slavery. No, 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 It's not even that. That it requires. It requires like the people that are most susceptible to that message, who hear this message, all understand it. It's not. Those are not the audience, though. Right. We're not the audience for this. Like, I don't It works
1: for poor white people. They Mm. like to believe that there's supposed to be some benefit that they get that they like to feel that message would have worked. Mm. If I'm telling you, it's really simple. It is, And I know it would have worked because that's how we sold insurance in the private sector. That's literally how you sell insurance in the private sector. It's also the direct opposite message of how they dismantled public interest and support and willingness to participate in ACA marketplaces. It would have worked because the opposite worked. The direct opposite worked.
2: I, I hear what you're saying. I'm you, I, I just I, don't I, have. You I have don't
1: no faith in the people.
2: No, 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 no and, and, and that's what, and that's what I'm about to say. And i like. I think that's my problem right now. Is I literally have no faith in people, at all. At this point, I've
1: never had any faith and in people, but I'm very good at manipulating. No, them no, no. I mean. and
2: you are, you are. And you get me all the time. But I'm just saying that <laughs> I, 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 I just, I. It's just one of the. But that's other thing too. Is like I feel like a lot of people on the left also don't want to do that. Right. They also don't no, want to play the know. manipulative game. Not understanding that you, we, we, you have to in order to win. Like the you don't have
1: to lie in order to sell your message exactly you don't have the courage of your convictions this is the thing that okay i understand that the word manipulation has negative connotations. but everything every single time you get talked into doing something every single time someone gets you to pause and think you've been manipulated it is a neutral term That can be used for good. If you've got someone who's driving 100 miles per hour down the street and sees nothing wrong with it, even though you can see the wall they're about to run into, you have to figure out some kind of way to convince that person to either swerve, slow the hell down, or at least stop long enough to let the people who were in the car with them who are innocent bystanders get out before they slam into that wall. That is manipulation. I don't, I don't, I don't Come on, I can name the number no, no, of people I no, can you're trust, right. and I don't have yeah. to use all my fingers and toes. And you know it.
2: No, no, I know that. It's just that, like again, it goes back to the idea of like how do you, how do you, how do you, we word, how, how do you get the message and stick to the message, so that it it goes through. And it's just,
1: I mean, I'm gonna say something that people right now don't want to hear. You do what Biden is doing.
2: Well, well, right.
1: You know, and 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 I know that that nauseates people because they've allowed themselves to fall for the GOP okie that's been in place since the '60s. They convince you that everything is corporate and that it's Wall Street versus Main Street when. Um, Wall Street is a single street they They get you to look the other way while somebody manages to get a case as a Supreme Court that says corporations can stand as individu- as, as citizens as, a, as an entity, the same position and power and rights as an individual, and they get you not to pay attention to the fact that that matters and what that actually means in the actual they They do all these different things. they convince you that you shouldn't listen. To what you consider to be a silent generation because you decided they're failures. So like millennials and millennials who don't want to listen to Gen X because they act like we're not here. Um, even though all of the privileges they have that let them stand in the street and say, fuck the police. Come directly out of everything that the Gen Xers did. Namely, grinding and hustling the hell out of it to where you had a position to where it was more attractive for them to have you go to school than enter the workforce because they could better, they could not control you as well. That, that's what it takes. It, it, it takes a certain amount of respect and, and it takes a certain amount of coalition and it takes a certain amount of, you don't have to be like minded, but you have to be like narrative. And we're not willing to do that because it means we have to make space for people who don't necessarily want something the way that we are or who got radicalized to an issue and an understanding or who, who don't consider certain words to be dirty and to be pejorative. I was like, I grew up the height of respectability politics. My mother still loses her mind. She's like, I don't understand why you never ran for politics. I said, because I smoked a lot of weed in their pictures. And (laughs) and we've, we've allowed our conversations about politics and what that means for governance to become character debates. I'm sorry, you name me one unsullied character who's running for an office on any level. You name me one unsullied person who's gone up for a promotion at their job, including your damn self. This is not. We have to stop buying in to the speech at the end of American president that being president is 100 percent about character. Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson was a flaming, open, white supremacist. He used nigga in the White House. He called people Yo, "boy" on the floor.
2: That was <laughs> the one. That was the one. That was one thing in the documentary when when his daughter was there. Was like, I'm like, bitch, if you don't sit the fuck down, like, if I'm you don't... like,
1: yeah, yeah, you you <laughs> go ahead and you you do that narrative spin, but people like to act like that isn't the biggest. Sign. Like, I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like him, and part of the reason why I don't like him is because, like, a lot of politicians, they started outsourcing their job. The crime bill was written by a think tank. The draft was taken to senators. It was read to them. It was explained to them. Their fears and concerns and the state of America as created by Reagan when he got the conversation changed from Black people being killed by dogs to welfare queens and the crack academic. And don't act like y'all don't remember was to get them a win. And everybody was upset about the explosion of crime. White people, Black people, rich people, poor people, people living in urban communities, people living in the damn country. Everybody was afraid. And a think tank came in with a base draft that became the crime bill that was sponsored by Joe Biden. But it was also advocated for on a nonpartisan basis in all 50 states. So when people wanna get hung up on, oh, he did this, oh, he voted with white supremacists, y'all send Jesse Helms and Strom Thurmond to the white to DC till they died. Everybody voted with white supremacists. Open white supremacists and not everybody. When you wanna play these games about, well, he can't change, look at his record. Look how this and that, and the third. I was like, you know what? Yes, he can. Because Lyndon B. Johnson figured it the fuck out. And he's de- he still died trash. But what's his legacy? Because there's something bigger sometimes when you're talking about white people. Joe Biden wasn't even going to run till people started talking about his legacy. And he didn't like it.
2: Right. He didn't like
1: how much of his positive reg- legacy relied on a black man. He also didn't like how much of his negative le- legacy was being funneled through a white woman. We can use that. We are using that. Y'all wanna get mad about Kamala Harris having been on the, the prosecution side of things, but please stop acting like there aren't some people who need to go to jail. Y'all get mad and say, oh, well, truancy. I'm sorry, truancy laws have existed in this country for as long as Jim Crow laws have existed. And just because they existed just as long doesn't mean they're both negative and bad. When you have a direct correlation between daytime crime and juvenile offenders and the fact that them are not in school, it raises the question. But no one talks about the fact that there are 150 steps, 150 steps before any criminal agency is involved. And you are in trouble with the law as a part of the program she built in california people like to talk about the fact oh well you know there was there was this and that and the third under hers there were 50 11 of the corruption and she didn't step in at this it wasn't her job to step in but she damn sure sent the people and damn sure authorized the oversight that freed people who had gone to jail off work by a dirty lab well so that's what, yeah. she fired people when she found out that they were covering up for embezzlement schemes and she made sure that they would never work again and she put their ass in jail. She may have not necessarily understood what it meant to not give certain people parole, but her work is directly responsible For a law that is about to pass in California now that will remove the barriers from people who have been trained to be firefighters and hotshots to petition to get their records expunged so they can have those jobs as civilians, as ex-cons, as freed prisoners. So you do what Joe Biden is doing. You find the people who have the skills and have the ability to look at the world and see that long game in a way that you can't. You hire somebody who has a better understanding of narrative spending than you do, and you start listening when that black woman says, "Shut up."
2: <laughs> well, it's it's well, it's it's all of that, and I think that's the piece, right? It's like learning to use the pieces you have because the right damn sure does that. The right yeah. will, I mean, I, I mean, we're seeing that now with Donald Trump, right? How many of them swear when, were, we're like they never would get in. Uh, they, they, Donald Trump will never be the nominee and all this other stuff, but then you see like people, everybody's talking about, and I've said it myself sometimes about how, like, you know, what what evidence they have on Lindsey Graham, but until you realize it's like, well, no, Lindsey Graham just made the calculation that it actually is, you know, he wins. Like I was talking about, you know, no matter what happens at the end of this Donald Trump stuff, you know, and, and whether he wins the election or doesn't, I was pointing, people were like, oh, well, you know, if they nominate, you know, if he puts his nomination through, then they're, they're going to be wiped out in the Senate and all this, they're, they're going to Lose all that. I'm like because they already won. Yeah, they won. Like they made the calculation that they'll they'll do everything they need to do for Donald Trump these next four these these four years solely on the the the, the ability to pack the court to get the lower not- courts to get the lower courts to get the Supreme Court and do all this. So when you look at it from that way, and you look at it from what their 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 um their uh uh what they were they, what they wanted to get done they won they got everything okay. they wanted they got they'll have a sixth three majority in the supreme court and over two hundred mm-hmm. judges on lower courts that are trump nominees they could get wiped I mean, out on.
1: they've already they've they've already wiped out the appellate courts They they've right. wiped them out i mean yeah like, so they can they can get so
2: they can they can, they can get they can so they can get wiped out on election day they have still done everything they need to to ensure that, you know, four years, eight years again, they'll be right in the right position because they'll and do like they did. Because they again, when you look at all in, when they go then and break down how Brian Kemp was able oh to God. use those those, those those those, the fact that he was, they were like, in any other country would never have allowed the person running for office to also be the person who's in charge of certifying the ballots. That just doesn't make any fucking sense. But in Georgia, he ran he was, the
1: entire damn he, program.
2: He was even tired to do that, and 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 when you look at the fact that they've made it about you know uh, uh, voter fraud and all this stuff, but do you realize that there are more instances of people wrongly being purged from voter systems than there are cases of confirmed voter fraud?
1: Can we talk about Ohio?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah.
1: That use it or lose it shit.
2: Yeah. That now I didn't voting, it was, the vote, law. voting I is, it was just something yeah, that they were doing. Yeah, voting is your only right. that If you don't use it, you can lose it. And somebody brought up very plainly that if you don't go shooting and, and go hunting on Sunday, you don't automatically lose your right to the Second Amendment. But somehow if in Ohio, if you don't vote after a certain, and then they found, it was like six years of inactivity and you don't vote, then you, you lose your, your automatically person voting rolls. And then they found out that some people, due to glitches, um, had voted the year prior year, but were also purged. Like this, right. is a,
1: and, I mean, and this is- This is where I get into the, this is where I get into the confusion of where we spend money um at a state and federal level on certain things. It's like we just talked about a whole ass $2.8 million program that's basically <laughs> a mini minority report. Philip K. Dick is probably rolling over in his grave and taking more hallucinogens as I say those words. Um but we have states and that have fifty five million dollars and sometimes billion dollar budgets for the police. But nowhere in that budget is uh Uh, a unifying, streamlined means of collating data we actually need to have, and that needs to be extremely accurate. Why do people think that is? And why do they think that no one talks about it until you see a documentary like her where she was talking about that one white man who was the poll worker who said, last year I had 20-something, this year I've got like three and I Mm -hmm. don't understand, when he was talking about voting machines, when he was talking about how many polling centers that they had. Like this whole thing about where the postmaster just straight up was jacking blue boxes and had had cities locking them and saying it was about um, mail theft, but no one had any reported crimes of vandalism to post office boxes. Why don't we have, why isn't there a higher urgency for like a comprehensive system for that? We all get really streamlined and want to talk about efficiency, but then we start talking about Well, it'd be nice if we could just have the certified vote election night result and have it be firm. And it it must be because there's something wrong that we can't do that. Do people not realize millions of people live in this country and we have a janky almost hand count system going on in almost all 50 states?
2: Well, I love how they pointed out in this documentary as well that we rank last out of all the Western democracies when it comes to election security. And again, it goes back to this idea: of what, what, what—the lie that we tell um, ourselves that America is the greatest, and all this other stuff. Yet we rank last when it comes to, you know, election uh, making it easier. Like we're one of the hardest nations out of the Western nations to vote in.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, and, and I love the way that the I, the 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 woman—I think the black woman who was in it—I think she's a historian. Uh When she said, "When you break it down and you realize that voter fraud is not the issue that they claim it to be, it raises the question that if fraud in the elections isn't something that you have to protect against, why do you have all these obstacles and steps? And no one wants to answer that question because that's when you get into the issue, like, okay, like I was talking to my mom the other day. Because she called me and she's like, what do you know about this Amy Broad? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, what do you know about this Amy Coney Barrett Broad? I said, well, um, she's a zealot. um, And she would be unilaterally hostile to progress and the protection of rights that aren't derived from specific language in the original document of the Constitution. She's like, so this isn't just about the fact that she would probably try to roll back healthcare rights. I'm like, no, she's like, she would, she would, she would try to push it all the way back to what it says about how you voted. I'm like, she's that, she's that, that's her dogma. Yeah. And I think that we forget that, you know what I mean? That like, it doesn't necessarily have to be this really big, huge thing. It could just be this little piece of dogma that people get hung up on. Well, and well, I felt yeah. like All In did a really good job of kind of bringing those things to the foreground because they did a flash between talking about stuff from the past and things that had happened to forward talking about people, um, because I I I I recognize and understood that the indigenous people in this country are treated at a horrible horrible like level and there are other some really restrictive regimes that have existed as they have since the trail of tears but there's so much hype and push about um casinos and that kind of narrative about and and the fact that they get preferential treatment in in certain contracts from the government um that i did not realize something as simple as saying that you have to have a street address.
2: Oh, I remember that. I, so I remember North Dakota, it came a big deal about North, North Dakota doing that. And mm-hmm. it's just like, so horrible. It's like you, you, at that. So that's another thing too. I think that happened in 2018. So at this point, yeah. we're, we've now reached a point where now the more quiet stuff like voter, voter ID laws passed. Now they're overtly doing things. Cause it's like, there's no other, the only reason to do something like that, is to cut off the native american vote the indigenous vote in north dakota when you in, enact a law like that that says you can't use po boxes as your address and you have to use a an actual address to be registered to vote you have now completely which also then cuz wasn't isn't the um wasn't the pipeline being built in north dakota so then it looks like it's, yeah. it's a direct reaction to, to tell it's, it's them this is punishment, this is punishment for you guys. Like that, and again, that's the thing here, right? And and I think like you said, going disclose
1: how many reservations there are right. in this country Ex- that right. people did not
2: realize right. were residents. So right, and so so between that and then like you said, the <sighs> Marine does a good job of showing you the through lines to. How you're not crazy. Like you say, when you go back to the nomination in John Roberts and all the hype that people were and all the the outroar people had about that, and people being told and gaslit and saying, No, you guys are overhyping it. Oh no, he's not gonna be the end of the Voter Rights Act. And so even now, so when you're seeing Amy Cohen, Cohn Bear coming in and the people are saying, No, 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 it's not gonna be Roe v. Wade, it's not gonna do that, and I'm like, but no, this is literally what happened to the Voter Rights Act.
0: Yeah, John Roberts has John John,
2: John John Barrett. Well, well, you should I'm not lie. well, well, you should be because John Roberts is a perfect example of this. People, we 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 pointed out that this is, this is literally Ringquest's like aide or somebody who worked for him. He's he's, he's he's right, right, he's right, he's right. A he's, right, right puppet. He, he's a shadow puppet. He has been actively campaigning against like like John Roberts was the guy that they that these states would go to 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 launch their um their 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 challenges to the voter rights act right and then he ends up being the chief justice and it's one Mm -hmm. and it's his vote that is the one that when i
1: say i'm not worried about roe v wade with miss barrett it's because i'm worried about something more basically fundamental than that
2: but no no but but my, my, my point but my point is people even even if you're whatever you're worried about People will say, no, 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 you shouldn't be worried about that, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is, and what, what Holland does a good job of showing you, no, no, you absolutely should be worried about it, because oh, this is the long oh, game. you should be worried. Because, because, because be it's the long game, because we, <laughs> literally, we literally saw it happen with the Voter Rights Act. Yeah. And you saw- Her
1: long game is frightening. Fucking right. frightening. But uh, the other thing that they were talking about that I noted, then I, was, I wanted to talk to you about it. Oh, damn it damn it it's gone it just keeps leaving it's like it's like the universe is trying to save me from myself but uh they kept talking about all these little pieces of stuff that came together and my mom was like she's like i don't have a birth certificate What's what you talk about mm-hmm. she's like we had to go she's like we had to get me one subsequently made she's like she's like there are lots of people who try not to accept my birth certificate and um when you start talking about putting people in positions of power oh i know what it was you keep talking about how do we change this, how do we fix this, what can we really do, and how do you keep your foot on the neck of people. The other thing that we need to start remembering is if you guys haven't seen the documentary about the Cheneys, please go watch that one, too, where they're talking about we are now seeing the fruits of all of his appointments to positions that are non, excuse me, his higher positions to non-appointed positions. So instead of just looking at the top two people because they come and go for all the administrations, you need to look at the third and fourth person because those positions, are um, they stay. They're the ones who come in and do the vetting and the onboarding for the new people because they're the ones who last. Almost all of those are still Cheney, appoint- Cheney people. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm worried about. It's like, we've got people who work for this orange nutbag Who are very quietly ensuring that even if he's gone, their new status quo can be maintained. So when I say I'm worried about a candidate like Amy Barrett, it's because the case that just happened in Oklahoma, where they declared a very large section of the country to still be a reservation. Did you see that one? Yeah. And uh, uh, everybody, no one wanted to really talk about that because now it comes into what are the water and mineral rights. One of the reasons why he felt very comfortable doing that is because you can decertify a res. The federal government can decertify a res. In addition to the stuff that they've done with the voter rights suppression changes to the laws, they have been very quietly threatening reservations with being decertified. And Justice Roberts, in his stunning opinion, just designated that a particular res in Oklahoma is almost four times the size than it was previously assumed to be. And underneath all of it is one of the largest natural gas pockets in the country. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah, I'm going to do, yeah. So it's all laudable. And I was like, people were like, I can't believe he did that. And, you know, it, it was a murderer. He's letting this person out. And everybody's all hung up on the criminal, um, criminal element of that. But that that all got kicked back down to the lower court for them to clean up that mess and to make sure that this person was tried in the right, you know, right courts um, and to maintain at least the semblance of respect to sovereignty of, um, of native land. And that all needed to be done because there are certain contracts that are to the benefit of corporations that would be very, 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 very threatened if that wasn't maintained. But at a basic level, under the current regime, knowing that reservations are being decertified and then knowing that that land can then be put to private purposes and that they can use eminent domain against people who live there to remove them from that land for a fraction of its value if they pay them at all. It has bigger overtones that is the kind of judge amy coney barrett was trained to be by justice scalia because she was his clerk so she's not the new she's not the heir apparent to scalia she's the apocalypse yeah it's more than just a 6-3 majority With a judge like her on the bench, cases that shouldn't get certiorari because the matter should be going to the legislature to resolve will be heard by the court. Everybody's pissed off about about Ruth. Uh, I'm going to call her by her first name like I know her. I, I, I don't know her. I met her once, but I don't know her. Because she didn't let a case get heard because she felt the matter was uh, it shouldn't be handled by the legislature. And even to her death, she said she regrets it. But one of the reasons why she said she didn't let the case be heard is because of the negative precedent and what it would do. And the, the, the issues that would be in play and it would be a death knell if they couldn't be sure that it would get a fair hearing before the court. And she didn't believe it would. Amy Coney will let the case be heard. And she doesn't care if it gets a fair hearing because she believes in faith in the law. And she's a dogmatic Catholic. And that should frighten y'all. But Just like I I looked at all this stuff and we do all these different things and we get really derisive about certain ways in which we are supposed to be active and we're supposed to act. Man, nobody listen to people who talk like me. They barely listen to people who talk like you. And then you got to burn it all down, people who won't let anybody else pick up the conversation while they scream on the front end. They want to be the one yelling and the one talking. But they're not ready for the conversation when it comes. And that hurts us. And I think people, that's why I said I thought you should, well, I knew knew All In would get you. I'm not going to lie. I knew. I knew what I was doing. I did. But I also feel like people like us need to talk about it. And the people who listen to us need to see it. And then they need to talk about it. And then those people need to talk about it. Because we've forgotten some basic civics. Like, you like history. You go look the stuff and read it. You hit these things and it starts to make you remember other stuff that you've learned before, right? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the experience for a lot of people. And oh, the more oh, I'm realizing oh, that know. people don't understand how governance works, the more frightened I am about how governance is going to work.
2: Oh, yeah. And you should be. Um, And and I know that today's... Uh, because there's there's nothing else. I, I was I had some great moments of white privilege. I had some others. We're not doing any of that. I, like, th- this was there's was always a show. I had to get this out Uh because if I didn't, um particularly right before the we're, we're almost one month away from the election. Um, I, I I don't know what that October show is going to sound like because it's going to be the end of October and I don't know. <laughs> the yeah, panic is in my yeah yeah yeah. Somebody, so I had to let something out now. Um, just because I haven't seen the documentary between MLK FBI all in just some of the stuff that's happening in this current day. I really need to get this out of my chest just because it's 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 frightening and we're sounding doomsday issue, but I, I feel like everyone needs to be frightened. <laughs> you know? If you are not but you don't avert doomsday if you don't recognize
1: that it's coming.
2: Right. And and like, you know, it's 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 it should be frightening. And and there's something that I've seen a lot of people that are all on the burn it down side and and in our social, I've seen them say this, and, and and it's not that I don't disagree with them at all. You know, I, I agree with them and, and, and what they were saying in, the, in this aspect, of which is when your institutes can't survive the death of an 84 year old white woman in one position, your institutes might not be as strong as you think they are. And I know we as black people know that already, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of white people are just realizing that. It's like, like, we were already in trouble as it is, but people's reaction rightfully. So like I literally went on, I found out that, that, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And literally the first, the only thing I can put on the, on the Twitter was fuck. And literally almost everybody else is saying, fuck the same. We're saying the same. There might be the, 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 there might be a Guinness world record in the collective, um, one word tweets of just saying fuck on that night when we all found out, but it's because we all felt the same way. It's like, How weak are the institutes of America if an 84-year-old woman dying throws what could be decades and centuries of civil rights and civil rights work into turmoil and and hangs in the balance? You might want to think about your trust in some of these institutes. And not saying that you don't vote. I'm obviously about voting. But at some point, there was like, especially after Trump won, there was a lot of this talk about how, well, no, 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 the process and the and the the American Institute will will survive. And again, a lot of that came from white people, um, and a lot of us black people and brown people and marginalized people were just like, "Have you met our institutes before?" And yeah. and yeah, it's just, it's,
1: it's, I mean, let's be real, we just need more people to understand and become. Look, I'm a big fan of discomfort, and I think the reason why we're getting some traction from people um, in a more nonpartisan way is because it is now the uncomfortable realization of how very easy it is for white people at any economic level to fall to what they, in their minds, whether they recognize it or say it out loud or not, consider to be the black place in the economic scheme of things Mm -hmm. and i am i am okay with i say we should use that fear we should use that fear to reorganize and rebuild the the structures upon which we're built but we can't do it if people don't acknowledge that the foundation that we were built on is trash
2: yeah and and like yeah because i I do want to wrap this up so i'm not even gonna go down the road of, of trump's latest um His uh, executive orders and the campaign against the 1719 project, but like that's that's really where we're at, right? I mean, 1619 project, where we, where where even just the basic fundamental educ educating of America is now a partisan issue because you want to argue the factual history of this country because he picked a dumb year, but it's just, but but I'm just saying it's, but that but that's the thing, it's like. When when we can't do like I feel like I remember that scene in um uh, was it the Ballad of Buster Shrugs with uh it's the it's meme with uh James Franco's character and they're all about to be hung he looks over mm-hmm. and he looks at the guy and he goes first time that's how black people feel like with with all these white people freaking out right now about mm-hmm. our incident we're like where they where where <laughs> white people are right now with 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 Trump and and this upcoming election the rest of us are kind of going like huh oh, that was your first time feeling like you're right to run is your first time feeling feeling a real Real, real threat to your humanity and your very, very existence, huh? Huh? Well, uh. yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: Congratulations, yeah, congratulations uh, black Jean. folks. Right. Modern, Blacks, modern black folks have been here since we all got to sit look, and have our explain how have, have our parents explain to us what it meant that the first thing Reagan did when he got yeah. into office was pull the solar panels off the top of the White House.
2: Right. I mean, and, and like we have to look at back to the like I. I love this whole thing of, and I'll I'll end with this as we get ready to get out that. I love when I watch some of these newly progressive, I'm putting this in quotes because like the George Conway thing where there are these anti-Trumping, uh, Republicans who go, this is not who we are. And I'm like, but like Nicole Wallace, you, didn't you run the campaign for, she ran the campaign for what, what McCain or is it, I can't remember. She was, I know she definitely, I believe she was in the the Bush white house and I'm like, you guys were anti-science. Like you guys were clearly anti-science. Um, when you guys talk about Reagan, like you said, Reagan pulling the solar panels off of the White House that that Jimmy Carter put on there, I was like, "Hey, my first election I ever voted in was in 2000 for uh, Al Gore, and I remember all of you Republicans who laughed and joked about his warnings about global warming, and now we're what less than a decade away from doing irreparable damage to the to the to the world that to the to the Earth and to the planet. Like, you guys don't get you guys don't just make it seem like Trump is the new thing. It's like you guys have been doing this." since existence like and, and, and i think that because we don't there's this thing with the majority where they seem to think that these things are so far away i like to remind people like my father when he turned 18 he had the right to go to the to, to the military and to fight for his country he did not have the right to vote my father my father when he turned 18 did not have the right to vote. We make it seem like this stuff is so far away. But again, my father could not vote when he turned 18. Yep. Right? Like, that's my how. Dad could that do is. That, nom, right. but he couldn't buy a house. Right. Like, my dad is so excited about where I am in my career. I had a conversation, a lot, 30 minute conversation yesterday about where I'm in his career. And he feels a sense of pride just because when he started off, he wasn't allowed to have the jobs I have now. He eventually got those jobs, mainly because he went into the army and he was able to get into the defense industry working for other people that work. But it's like it was affirmative action. It was his it like he he had he was able to get to to break out of the cycle because of honestly in, in a lot of ways, luck. Right? I'm where I'm at because of luck. And my dad getting an opportunity that a lot of other people, a lot of other black men and women his age didn't get. I'm only here because of that. Like, I like to remind people of that because they make it seem like this stuff is so far away. But it's not. <laughs> it's so not. And, no. and and the way we talk about this stuff, and we don't see the through lines. You know, the Republicans sit there and don't want to com- complain about Trump being so anti-science and the anti-vaxxers and, and his, his complete re- way he dealt with, you know, the pandemic. But I'm like, but you all literally cultivated the anti-science version of all of this. You all have spent decades feeding into anti-science. You all created this. And now you're Dr. Frankenstein and your monster's got it out of control. And so now you want to tamp it back in, but you don't want to do it too much. You want to do it to get it back under control so it benefits you and go right back to normal. And like I said, it's just it's so much, so much. Um. Yeah, folks. So that's the insanity check. Um, we had a lot to get out of our chat. <laughs> no, seriously. Go to Amazon Prime. Watch all in the Pfeiffer democracy. It's it's gonna make you angry. It's gonna make I you think angry. You it's also gonna still
1: be able to find it in front of the paywall on you on YouTube because they made it free on National Voter Registration Day, and I'm pretty sure. It may still be available if you don't have a Prime a membership. Prime, yeah. you
2: should be able to find it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 worth it. It's it's going to anger you. It's going to anger you, but I think it all. But it, I think it's very important because again, it is what I guess like I, I wanted MLKFAI to do, which is show you the through lines to how, like you said, is the shocking thing of the conversations are the same, the wording are the same. It's 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 it's, it, it's ridiculous. So. Um, all right, bro. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, you'll hear us again, cause we got plenty of stuff coming up this week. We got to finish reviewing and we got, t- uh, I haven't put them up yet, but I got, uh, our reviews for, uh, pieces of a woman and nomad land. I got to put up, uh, as well. So those will be coming out of, uh, our TIFF reviews. So stay tuned for that. And we still have the boys. We have, uh, Lovecraft country. we got so much stuff we got to do and catch up on. So You're
1: thanks about. for reminding me. I can't take a nap after this.
2: Oh, I'm. Um, um, yeah, I, I got to talk to you in random when we're gonna do Lovecraft Country because I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm behind. I need to catch up. So, um, all, right. all right, folks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back at the end of uh, October, right before the election. What could go wrong? What
1: could go wrong?
2: What <laughs> I tell you about that, man? Everything. Everything. I'm, I'm saying it now. Everything's gonna go wrong. Everything. It's just uh, no. I'm trying to. I'm. If I feel like if I say everything, then maybe it won't. I'm trying to. Reverse, I'm trying to. I'm trying to reverse psychology 2020. So we'll see what happens.
1: 2020 um, don't give a damn about psychology. it really
2: doesn't. it really doesn't give a shit about any of us. Anyway, all right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here.
0: Peace.